0: What's up everyone, welcome back to NF Only here on Spark Talk And today we have our wild card weekend predictions As well as a decent amount of news So let's get started Wyatt, what's up?
1: Alright, so our first bit of news Is Matt Rule declining the Cleveland Browns job Our head coaching job Which is not surprising With how Mm -hmm. in flux their organization has been And especially recently, uh, they fired John Dorsey as well. Uh, As another news bit there. And also, uh, supposedly, uh, after the decline of uh, Matt Roll, they're really hot for uh, Urban Meyer right now. So they're really looking at Urban Meyer to be the next head coach, which I don't necessarily agree with because they're trying to build a dynasty there. And you need, like, a stable head coach there mm-hmm. and he's not going to be there but one to two years maybe at the most or at
0: the maybe maybe three or four years yeah but still that's not yeah it's not that long i mean you want a guy that can be there for i mean you got a young quarterback you got a young you got young offensive talent you have young defensive talent you want a head coach that can be there for eight nine ten years like a, a guy that can really you know become a staple for your franchise not you know and i think urban is a great coach one of the best college coaches I um, mean to ever to ever live. Mm-hmm. I mean for I mean from an, anywhere that he's been, he's won. He's played in big games. He's produced NFL talent at all places he's coached. If this was 5 years ago, I would say that'd be a great hire. It'd be really interesting. But yeah I agree with you. I think just cuz the health issues, you know, he's he's retired twice because of health issues. You know, it's kind of noted that his family, his wife doesn't really want him coaching anymore anyways. Um and i think he's got a nice job at fox i mean why would you you know and i know he's a coach he's you know you want to coach you want to do that he's not like insanely old per mm-hmm. se but i just don't i don't see it being like a, a great fit in Cleveland.
1: i don't either i think they uh, should go after somebody like an eric williams mm-hmm. who we'll get get to again uh, to later who's 50 which is pretty young for a head coach you can keep him for about 20 years yeah i mean. uh
0: I mean, if he did that well, yeah. I mean, he—he's the guy that can yeah. stay for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know what they're doing. They're—they're. They're, they need to get a GM before they get a head coach, mm. and then let the GM pick the head coach. That's what you have to do. Now, don't let it be like a little click thing where you get the GM and he just hires his buddy. Mm-hmm. So say basically, I uh, like it's almost like the Jets situation where like they kind of. Hired Adam Gase, and then he fires... They fired the GM, and Adam Gase is the GM. So he's let Adam Gase do whatever he he wants, so he just hires his friends there, Mm -hmm. basically. Uh, It it just... One of those situations where Cleveland doesn't need to fall down that path. Cleveland needs to get a head coach, get a GM Mm -hmm. that is willing to fight history and willing to fight what the team's been about for the past 30 years which mm-hmm. is losing <clears throat> not success, uh, successful at all having no playoff bursts since 2002 almost 20 years that's that's crazy
0: yeah and not uh, a winning season for what 12 or 13 years
1: yeah or above 500. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Something needs to change and they need to start with the head coach and I'm sorry Urban Meyer may maybe one of the better college coaches, college coaches of all time and yes, he might do good in the NFL, but the health concerns are too important for. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a two year fix. Yeah. For a when you need a twenty year fix or fifteen year fix. Twenty years is a long time, but I mean, well, even just
0: even. <clears throat> that's what you're looking six, for. Six, seven, when eight hiring. years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're looking for a guy that can be there for a decade or more. That's why people. Sure, are,
1: but, that's why people are hiring young coaches now, so they can be there for twenty, yeah. thirty years. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't see the Sean McVay leaving the Rams for a long time unless.
0: They start unless, losing. Unless they start losing or some discontentment happens. I mean, that's a guy that he's 30-something. Har- he stays in until he's 50. I mean, he's still John Harbaugh back. has yeah.
1: been there 12 years, and he's not even 60. Mm-hmm. He's in his um, – I don't even think he's in his mid-50s. He's in his early 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's,
0: got, he's still got time as well. Yeah, he's still got yeah. – So yeah, I mean, that's why I agree with you. I think a guy like Eric <clears throat> Gannon would be a great option for them. I just don't <laughs> – as bad as it is, they're probably looking for a big name, something that's gonna make it make it look interesting and make it look um, like they're actually trying to go for somebody good and that the fans will be happy with per se. Because I know a lot of fans probably don't know Eric Bieniemy, or that they're gonna say, well, he's under Eric, uh, Andy Reid, so that's the reason. Or they look at Matt Nagy and they're like, well, Matt Nagy's not doing too well anymore with Mitch Trubisky. He had one good year. Like you can kind of see those things, and I'm sure, um, I'm sure some of those comparisons are coming to Eric Bien-Aimé's way of like. Well, Matt Nagy's not doing well. He's under Andy Reid. How much is he controlling? There's that. There's always that kind of argument. Um, but when you got a guy like Matt Rule, who's young, who a lot of people in the NFL are like looking to as a guy that could, you know, become a future head coach in this league, mm-hmm. I do think it is a question of concern. It just again, it shows to the fact that the Browns fire too many people, they hire too many people. There's too The turnover is so fast. That no head coach wants to go there because you're not going to have a chance to really implement what you want. Yeah. You have two years, and if it's not good in two years, you're done. You have a year, you're done. Like You don't have three, four, five, six years in Cleveland to really push forward even, and get uh, it done.
1: Even John Dorsey, who has had a lot of success drafting and trading players for that team mm-hmm. and getting them to that level, he doesn't even have two years. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and also, like, the one coach you had that was willing to – Coached this team, and it seemed like the team actually got behind. Like the first head coach in a while that they actually got behind. Uh, oh, you actually had two of them. You had Mike Patton mm-hmm. and then you forced him to play John Manziel because of cash stuff. And then you had Greg Williams, who you inexplicably didn't hire back because you wanted an offensive coach and you wanted to go to and you wanted to go with the trend. Yeah, they probably need to hire Greg Williams back. Honestly At I, I, I I this point be safe, I don't think it would happen It would be the safest Way to go But yeah yeah, I don't think it would yeah, happen Yeah they had the Little thing week three When they played the Jets Where they were going Back and forth At each other mm-hmm. Greg Williams and the Browns So I don't see it But They've had chances To fix their problem And They just want to go With the trend Instead of breaking The trend Usually when a team Breaks the trend Is when the, Is when you see Breakthroughs in the NFL is when you see Changes happen Look at the Ravens mm-hmm. Look at the Belichick Break honestly, you really got to break a trend to become a new household name in the NFL. And, well, and I don't, want,
0: I don't know why people don't look at uh, special teams coaches anymore. I, don't I mean either. John Harbaugh, special teams coach, has won a Super Bowl. I mean, there's a Super Bowl favorite this year. He's adapted. Yeah. He coaches well. I mean, you know, he's been there for over a decade. <clears throat> Bill Belichick, yes, he's a defensive guru and a genius, but he started out and was a special teams coach for quite a while. For the Giants back in when he started uh, first started coaching,
1: mm.
0: I mean that's where he got to start was as a special teams coach. That's like that's how he learned things. That's where he grew as a coach. Why don't why don't people hire uh, the the St. Louis Rams a special yeah. teams coach? I yeah. mean that guy's creative. That guy seems to know you know knows what he's doing. I mean the Rams are consistently one of the best special teams unit, if not the best special teams unit, year in and year out for how dangerous they can be to how well they play to how sound they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, why don't you hire a guy like that? What about a guy in uh, uh, for the Saints um, and, uh, and Dan Campbell? I think he's a special teams coach down there. Um, I think there's multiple guys. Yeah, look that up for me. Uh, just look up Dan Campbell to see what he's even doing. But there's multiple guys I feel like that you don't have to always hire an offensive guru. You don't always have to hire this 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 genius of this and that. You need to hire, and we talked about this in the last podcast. Oh, Let me see. All right, no, you go. go, but go you, we talked about this in the last podcast where you need a guy that can lead men, that can get guys to rally around you and what you stand for and, and the belief of the team. You need a guy that can do that for you. Um, I don't think anyone would probably call Brian Flores a, a guru or this or that, i think brian flores i think you see there's 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 similarities between him and belichick and, and and the way he leads and the way he coaches and the way he prepares um i think that i think brian flores really has a shot if he can get the right quarterback right if they can draft the right guy this year they hold out next year and go for a guy next year i think brian flores really has the potential to be a really good coach in this league for a long time um Mike Tomlin, again, I don't think anyone would ever call Mike Tomlin a guru of, of schematics and, and defense or offense or anything, but he leads. Guys believe in him, they trust him, they follow him, he prepares well, he delegates well. Um yeah. I, I think if you, you I think more teams need to look at that rather than trying to, like you said, hire this new trendy well who's the young offensive guy that we can hire? Who's the young defensive guru that we can hire? Who are the Who's the guys that can lead Who's the guys that have experience Who's the guys that people Want to follow And want to play for
1: Yeah
0: Mike Zimmer is another example Well
1: the Rams broke a trend They hired a young head coach That probably like Everybody was like No you should probably to hire He's too young mm-hmm. And now everybody's Trying to do it
0: Yep so, yeah, yeah it's a copycat league Yeah, yeah 100% When the wildcat When the wildcat <laughs> Took off from the Dolphins Everybody tried to do it Yeah it, and it didn't work, and it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. So. Uh,
1: Dan Campbell is the assistant head coach and the tight ends coach. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Darren Rizzi is the special teams coach for the Saints, and he's a, he was actually been the head coach for small uh, small colleges like New Haven and uh, Rhode Island.
0: Okay, okay. But even yeah. yeah, even like a guy like Dan Campbell, um, who I've heard from, uh, just listening to different podcasts and different experts and whatnot that. That feel like he has a re- legitimate shot to be a really good head coach in this league.
1: Well, Chris Rashad for the for the Cowboys, their uh, defensive play caller, uh, their linebacker. I think their linebackers coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rob Rob Marinelli lets him call plays, and he's pretty good at it.
0: He's he's free now. They he was fired, right? Or, I guess that, that, that wasn't a, a,
1: well, that's a rumor going on. I Rob.
0: guess it's not even confirmed yet, is it? Any of that stuff?
1: Well, yeah, they, don't, they probably don't want to f- fire. They're probably gonna stay packed. I can see them staying packed, and then, hey, <laughs> gosh, it's good just, luck. It's not. It's not gonna go well with the Cowboys, but mm. yeah, it's just Cleveland's in a weird spot. And this is the most important part for Cleveland's fans: is what coach you hire. Because even if you don't like the coaching hire, you're gonna have to see how it turns out mm. in the regular season and preseason, and even off season reports. You got to see.
0: Yeah, I what think happens. they. You need to stop doing, you know, like 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 a lot of movie fans and and things like that. Call fan service. You need to stop doing that for the for your fans. Pick the guy that's gonna that you know or that you feel has the best chance to create a winning culture and a winning atmosphere within your organization. Yeah. Don't just hire based off a of new trendy um, coaches or this or that. Do the guy that you feel has the best chance to really. Um, Progress this franchise because they have the talent. They mm-hmm. need a guy that can that can cultivate it and make them disciplined, and to and to play good, sound football. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you on that. So we'll move to keep this one short. and sweet Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell. Uh, Doug Marone being the head coach of the Jaguars and Dave Codwell be the GM of the Jaguars are staying. I don't. I feel sorry for Jacksonville fans. I really do. Because it's not it's not players. You'll have the players to do it. It's always been coaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has not proven to be a good head coach. He's proven to kind of be carried by talent almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gardner Minshew, you can win with Gardner Minshew. You can win with Nick Foles. Nick Foles, you, they, he's proven that in the league. You can win with him uh, That defense is still one of the better ones in the league Yes, they do, they do need secondary help at the moment At the safety position and corner mm-hmm. uh, But the offense should be one of the better offenses in the league you, That receiving core is one of the better receiving cores in the league That they just don't get a chance And that's why people Like me and you looking uh, at, draft, at draft needs and everything Everybody's labeling their need as a wide receiver It's because they don't use them Mm-hmm they don't use their tight ends. They don't use Leonard Fournette well. Uh, they don't even use Gardner Minshew or Nick Foswell at all. Mm-hmm. It's gotten to a point where it's coaching at this point, and he he needs to be let go. And I'm sorry, Jaguars fans, you will know, we'll probably not make the playoffs again next year. And y'all you know, might be a, And honestly, if if you're a Jaguars fan, you may just hope for a top five pick so he can get fired. And y'all can and y'all can get a hire, quarterback or get a or, or
0: an elite player or something.
1: Yeah, or and hire a new head coach. Yeah, and a new GM because this is, I think by far one of the stupidest moves I've mm-hmm. seen this off season. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's all I got to say, but uh,
0: yeah, I don't have much to say. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: other than you know, I, I honestly I just agree with what you said. Like, I'm not <sighs> the the Jaguars have a lot of talent, but I get it. You, you do want to walk that fine line of you don't want to be the Cleveland Browns of every single year every two years you're getting a new coach. Mm-hmm. you don't want to be that kind of organization you want to build a foundation of like we give guys time, we give guys a chance to actually prove that they can coach guys that can prove they can turn it around, so maybe they're trying to show mm-hmm. that to new coaches, maybe they don't like some of the the candidates in this you know in this upcoming um coaching, coaching season in the coaching yeah. pool. Uh, but, yeah, again, I agree with you. I don't really see them doing much if they continue to have him as a coach. Maybe 6-10, 7-9 is really what I see their ceiling. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. So we'll move to uh, the Bears, what the Bears have done, which are a big team right now because yeah. they honestly should be a Super Bowl contender at the moment. They should be in the playoffs. But
0: Yeah, again, another team has a lot of talent.
1: Yeah. And so they're committed to Trubisky. I put a question mark there. Because we gotta see in the off season. It depends on who they, who yeah. they trade for, or who they sign. Yeah, because you can
0: say all you want right now. The season's not over. You're not in free agency. The draft process, although it is a, it is an ongoing thing that happens year to year. It never really stops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the true draft process, the combine, the, the like interviewing all that stuff hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. I, I think. The, you have to wait until you see because it's all it's all about. Oh yeah, like we're committed to Trubisky. You know you don't want to get disgruntled because what if you don't get the guy that you want?
1: Mm-hmm. What if
0: you can't make the trade that you want to make? What if you can't draft the guy that you want to draft? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now now for the next season, all all that you have is well we were trying to get other guys or yeah we didn't really like you. I think it's a it's 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 kind of a. Uh, um, and this
1: is, and honestly, Trubisky is a person who it <clears throat> depends on his confidence level how he plays. Yep, yeah. And if you ruin his confidence level going into the season, he's probably not going to have a good season. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to try to make a trade for Cam Newton because Cam Newton has really s- has said in the past that he was like to be a bear if he got traded. hmm Uh, or they might go and sign Andy Dalton as a backup and have a Ryan Tannehill situation, especially if Trubisky does not perform well.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ryan, I mean, we've seen Andy Dalton have really good seasons. I mean, he just, honestly I, uh, over the past what 2 to 3 years, um injuries, yeah. uh, lack of talent, um uh, injuries on to other players on that team have really lack of coaching them as well. lack of coaching, yeah, especially that. Uh, um but yeah, honestly, I don't see I don't <laughs> I don't see that being a bad move at all. Like <clears throat> maybe they do draft a uh or draft. Maybe they do sign an Andy Dalton type of guy where Hey, you know what? You come in, you be a backup. Trubisky doesn't live up to it. You come in and play. I mean, I think they are getting to that territory where Trubisky is becoming a Mariota, where it's uh, what could have been, what could be in the future, but you don't have six or seven years to wait for a quarterback to develop. Mm -hmm. Because if he's not developing – because this is year three for him. In my opinion, I thought he took a step back in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I thought there were things from year two Mm -hmm. when they went 12-4 and – that I was like, okay, I'm looking forward to see what this Bears team can do. There's the, He's going to improve. He's going to do all this stuff. And he regressed. And I thought late in the season, because there was always that question of, is it Nagy, is it Trubisky? I think it was more Trubisky looking back on the season and the things that I've seen and the games that I've watched. There's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of things that Nagy likes to do well. A lot of the guys love playing for Nagy. I think it's Trubisky. Yeah. 100%. It's nothing against him. As far as, like, I don't think he's the worst quarterback I've ever seen. I just think the Bears need somebody better. I think they need someone that Nagy can trust, and I I think you see that. Yeah, Yeah, and I think you see that in the play calling. Nagy doesn't trust Trubisky
1: at all. Yeah. So we'll move to uh, with the Bears again. Bears firing their offense coordinator, their offensive line coach, and their tight ends coach, and also their assistant special teams coordinator. Yeah. Uh. It. We'll see. They hired Juan Castillo as the new O line coach, and when he was at the Bills, they had uh, two top. He was with the Bills for two seasons, and he uh, didn't coach last season or mm-hmm. this season. Uh, he had two top ten rushing rushing offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Heastand, uh he coached the Bears back in the during the original during the Brian Urlacher Super Bowl run. And Rex Rose from the Lovey Smith era. Coach he coached him. the O-line there. Went to Notre Dame. Did phenomenal there. Uh, built built Mike uh, Mike McGlinchey and... Uh,
0: Quentin Nelson. Quentin
1: Nelson up for, to where they are now. But in NFL... I think just he now,
0: Ronnie Stanley too, didn't he? Yeah. Possibly.
1: Yeah, and right now it's just not working. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Having the 29th uh, rushing attack, which I think some of it's due to Nagy, and maybe they were button heads on stuff... Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very possible. Excuse me. The yeah, I suggested good? you. Yeah, uh, they. It seems like they're trying to Pace is trying to hire people that Nagy wants. Well, you client. look?
0: In a certain sense, you kind of want that <coughs> because you want guys that think like you that are going to kind of have. It's going to be easy to like. Okay, this is what I. This is what I'm thinking. All right, and then that guy's gonna be like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Now you want a guy that's going to challenge you and make you better. You don't want a yes man, but you do want guys that kind of think similar because I think in my and in my opinion, it's going to allow you to get through issues easier because yeah. you both kind of think the same, but maybe you don't agree on something, and so it's easier to work through it. Whereas you, you two disagree, but you don't see the you don't see this the same thing the same way, and now there's there's no you know there, yeah. there is a, a button of that, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean. Um, maybe that's even with uh, Hel- uh, Helfer, um, mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator, where maybe there was just button heads. Like, he wanted to do one thing, and Nagy was like, no, I want to do this. And I think Nagy proved in Kansas City that he's a smart play caller. Uh, he, I mean, he, like, when the Kansas City Chiefs struggled, Andy Reid gave over the play calling and everything like that to Nagy. And he took Alex Smith and really turned him in, uh, and, and helped them finish that season strong and turn that offense around. Mm. So I think Nagy's smart. I think Nagy's the yeah. guy for the job. I think the Bears are okay <laughs> with him as their head coach. But I agree with you. I, I really think this right now is damage control uh, with Trubisky. With some firing some of these coaches, uh, we're with you know we're committed to Trubisky. You know we're gonna get some uh, new coaches in here to help fix some of the things. Ultimately, I do think something. I do think the Bears will try to trade or maybe do draft somebody in the second or third round, maybe trade up if they can to get that fifth year option in the first, just because you have that. But, um, but maybe they drafted Jordan Love in the third or fourth round or somebody of that nature where mm-hmm. take a chance. I mean, who knows? Or sign an Andy Dalton, because right now I agree. The Bears have too much talent and receivers running backs defensively. Um, offensive line is still really solid in my opinion, uh, they need a couple guys here and there. I think they could draft some guys and, and get some nice pieces late in the draft. But they need a guy at quarterback. Because if yeah. it's not going to happen, they're not going to be good. They're yeah. going to be what they were this year, which is 500.
1: Yeah. Great you on that. So we'll move to uh, the Colts letting Eric Ebron test free agency. Mm-hmm. And also, they're still... Uh no plans to no plans for like a quarterback situation going on. The jury still basically the jury's still out on uh Jacoby Brissett.
0: Yeah, in the words of uh Chris Barron. He yeah. said the jury is still out, that is why we gave him a short term deal.
1: Yeah, it yeah, it's uh we'll see how that turns out, but I think Elaine Ebron hit free agency. Ebron uh may be getting linked to the Bears a little bit, which could possibly happen. He'd fit that system very well i like the bears tight end situation without burton i think they're going to trade burton maybe for a third round or fourth round pick possibly
0: yeah he's he's just been injury prone he's just been injured he yeah produced
1: yeah yeah and uh it happens maybe ebron's that fixed there that he was in indianapolis for a year with andrew luck uh yeah and also you have uh and also no offense to trade burton but you need size at the tight end position ebron's like six five Trey Burton's kind of like 6'2", mm-hmm. almost. He's as big. You need a tight end bigger than the linebackers, especially in that safety blanket uh, area where Trey Burton, I feel like, is a good two tight end. Mm-hmm. Where you get a change of pace tight end, where you have Zach Ertz when he was with Philadelphia, who's a big physical possession. He's going to block you. He's going to do everything for your team. But you also have the speedy vertical threat and Trey Burton. Trey Burton I don't think he's a number one receiver I don't think he can do everything mm-hmm. That's why they always Have to put in Adam Shaheen In certain situations yeah. And we're forced to throw to him To keep the to keep the de- defense honest Because Adam Shaheen's not the best receiving Tied in at all And Getting Eric Ebron For the Bears Might be a good Situation going on there But Honestly It could be both, uh, For the Colts It would probably be good For both situations Because yeah. he's supposed to Get utilized this year And yeah. If they're going to keep Jacoby Brissett, We've seen Jacoby Brissett. Jack Doyle was a pro bowler with Jacoby he Yeah, trusts, on
0: that 4-12 team, yeah.
1: He, he, he uh, trusts Jack Doyle a lot.
0: He trusts him. He goes to him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Ebron just dropped quite a few passes this yeah. year. I mean, yes, he made some nice plays. He was dynamic in certain areas. But I think a guy like Matt Nagy um, could use him quite a bit. I mean, he had a guy like Travis Kelsey that he utilized heavily. I mean, that was a huge part and still is of that offense uh, in, in Kansas City. And I think that's why they signed a guy like Trey Burton, because they needed a guy like that. And I think Eric Ebron, yes, he does have dropping issues um, at times, Mm -hmm. but he's fast, he's big, like you said, um, and he can make some really nice plays. I mean, like that catch earlier in the season for the Colts, I mean, that was a spectacular um, toe-tap catch at the back of the end zone, one-handed grab. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things that Eric Ebron is nice, and, yeah, I think it would be a great fit for the Bears. And as far as DeCover Brissett goes, he didn't play well the last half of the season They started 5-2 and two. He, was, he was playing good enough In my opinion I don't think he was playing Pro Bowl level Or anything like that But he was playing Very good football mm-hmm. He got hurt He came back in And look I'm not going to use The excuse of him being hurt Because he came back in And he played He's obviously not that hurt Right He's playing He's performing He didn't look the same He didn't look the same He wasn't throwing well He wasn't making good decisions And that was what was Concerning to me it wasn't the fact that he couldn't move in the pocket or he wasn't throwing well. It was his decision-making was a lot worse. It was like, and I don't think that's just from getting injured. That's just from, I think he just, he just didn't progress. He regressed throughout the season. He didn't look as good to me. And I think you kind of saw Frank Wright get frustrated. I, I think, think you're it, seeing a frustrated Chris Ballard because the Colts, you see what the Colts can have going forward. Now, their secondary is not good.
1: Well, they should have been in in the playoffs almost this but, year.
0: Yeah, for for sure. I yeah, mean, if starting Andrew out Luch five is, and two. That, well, yeah, even without Andrew, like they started out five and two. You're like, this is a playoff
1: team. This is the best start since Pink Manning has been there. Yeah, and you're just like, yeah. what happened? I think I think it had a lot to do with the injury. Mm-hmm. I think I think it has a lot to do with Frank Reich's play calling. So in in that in the Pittsburgh game and in the Dolphins game, it was some of the worst play calling I've ever yeah,
0: seen. It was, yeah, there were a lot of questionable things. There were. Not playing Jacoby Brissett against the Dolphins, like thinking you're just going to beat them easily. Uh, knowing good and well, that's a well-coached team and Brian Flores.
1: Yeah. They just I, don't have the talent there.
0: Yeah. I just, yeah, it's... The Colts need to, to fix the quarterback situation. You have a great offensive line. Now, there are concerns that Anthony Costanzo might retire. Excuse me. Which, that would create another issue for the Colts. Now, luckily for the Colts, there are some really good offensive tackles in this draft. You've got Andrew Thomas, uh, that's his name, right? Yeah. I'm for the, Georgia. For Georgia, who a lot of people are thinking is going to be like the next premier all pro left tackle. Um, who, you know, every time there's always these guys that, like, there are a lot of good pass rushers going into this year's draft. Some guys in the second, third round that a lot of guys like that. Every time they went up against Andrew Thomas, I've seen scattering reports where every time Andrew Thomas uh, was the guy they went up against, he shut him down. Mm. So that's a guy, but he's going to be drafted pretty high. You got a guy like Jedrick Willis who could drop to that thirteenth pick. You got a guy like uh, Tristan uh, Warful, Warfuls, yeah. or however you say Warf. his name. Is it Worf? Yeah, it's just Worf. Worf? Yeah, but offensive tackle for Iowa, who's really good, uh, very high-rated from uh, pro football focus, and they're usually pretty good with their offensive line as far as who they have projected. you got a guy like Josh Jones from Houston. Um, So I really do think, even if that is a situation that happens, the Colts could um, get another tackle, but number one priority has to be quarterback. And I'm just curious to see what they do this off season. I mean, do they trade for somebody? Uh do you think they're gonna keep Brissett? So
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens here, but I don't it, it, I think it's still we'll see how the draft goes. I think it'll, it'll just depend on the draft and free agency. Yeah. I think honestly. So we'll move to Eric Bien Now we'll keep this one short so we can get into the predictions. Uh Eric Bienemy uh, being interviewed by Carolina and New York, I think he'd be a good fit for both of those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got to say about it. Is I think he should get the Jets' job last year, and they went. And
0: I think he'd be great for the Giants. <sighs> yeah, with just... the talent they have, and yeah, I think he would it.
1: too. I think Matt Rule would be good too for that situation. Uh, I was watching that Sugar Bowl yesterday or last night. I had play calls all over the place. Uh, offensive line wasn't blocking. Uh and the in the the he had he did a lot of stuff to the running backs and the running backs just weren't catching balls in key situations. Mm-hmm. Uh I think if you get him in at New York, get him with some weapons, drop the wide receiver maybe in the first round or second round. Uh I think he'll I think he'll do a really good job. Mm-hmm. I think Airbnb would too. So yeah.
0: Shaq does some of the dumbest commercials, I'll tell you what. The the general commercials, Um, yeah. And then also, before I think we forgot to mention, Jack Del Rio uh, was hired as the defensive coordinator uh, for the Washington Redskins after Ron Rivera um, was officially hired as the head coach. I think that's a nice move. Um, I don't have too much to say on it, but I think... Um, it's a solid move. It's, it's it's good experience. It's good leadership on that side of the football. Mm-hmm. And again, it allows Ron Rivera to be the head coach. You got mm-hmm. a guy you trust that is a defensive coordinator. You can be the head coach. I'm interested to see who they get as an OC. I, I think that'd be too. G- interesting. Because they yeah. got some talent, got some nice pieces. And I think me and you agree a lot. Uh, I don't think they're the best defense in the league, but they have. Way more talent Than what they were this year
1: Yeah And they were like One the uh, In all three
0: levels I yeah, mean, like Linebacker One of five
1: defenses too Yeah which is I, mean, I think they need a linebacker Yeah But I think but You just go out to Trace Young Because well, you don't let The Giants pick him up You don't let your rival Pick him no, up No he's too good
0: yeah. Chase Young You pair Chase Young With, with uh, Deron Payne Jonathan Allen
1: Yeah it's And Ryan Kerrigan And Montez Sweat And Ryan, get at, and get Ryan out of Kerrigan here. Exactly get out of here Yeah That's, it's It's a little nasty. nasty Yeah So we'll and this is the big topic, big news topic we'll get into. Uh, Tua is supposed to have a LeBron-like decision where he's going to have, like, I don't know if it's going to be a whole ESPN or a whole hour or two hours committed to his decision. But he's supposed to have, like, a decision like LeBron. Was it January 6th? Or something Yeah, January 6th I'll, I'll double check that here While you're talking But Yeah, it is uh, Yeah, it would It would deci- he, would, he would decide If he enters the draft Or Goes back to college He's gonna enter the draft You don't do this If you don't enter the draft If you're not entering the draft mm. I just think He wants to keep his name In the press Or his agent Is telling him To keep his name In the press So he doesn't slip
0: I mean, yeah I, I think it would be dumb For him to go back I mean He's 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 been injury-prone. He gets hurt quite a bit. Um, You know, I don't don't see – I think he's proved enough already to be a first-round pick. I don't really see uh, why he would need to go back and play for Alabama again. Mm -hmm. Um, Go make your money. Go be a top five, a top ten pick for sure is what he's going to be. I I think he's – I definitely think he will be probably drafted by the Dolphins or the Chargers or someone of that nature. Or um, the
1: Panthers, which I pa- can
0: see. Panthers, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, if he falls to the Panthers, Panthers could grab him, too. I mean, there's plenty of teams that need a quarterback.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, he's not slipping out of the top ten, in my opinion. No, he's not. Um, and if he does, he won't slip out of the top 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really see the need to do all this publicity stuff. I mean, in my opinion, I think it could hurt him as far as, like, how guys in the league view him more than it does coaches or GMs or anything. Uh, which could, you know, could hurt your locker room. I mean, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't really have any effect at all. Hope maybe it's just a five-minute like sit-down conversation. Maybe it's just like a little interview. Hopefully that's it. Because uh, if it's a if it's an hour-long little program, I just, you it's it don't need it. It's too much, man. Yeah. Like just say you're going pro or say you're staying. Yeah, uh, it's not uh, that hard.
1: Yeah, and to uh, uh, probably a probably really good person, it's. Yeah. It's the fact that it it looks bad on you. Mm-hmm. It looks like you think you're so highly above everybody else, and you're letting that slip into your mind that other people think that of you. Mm-hmm. All right, and therefore, when he if he gets drafted to the NFL, if he goes back to college, which I think it's highly unlikely at this point, yeah. You don't have people that don't wanna that don't wanna play with you. That don't want to be like, oh i Maybe he's selfish, maybe he thinks about himself. That's yeah. all he cares about. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's uh no he's no uh, he's a lot more talented than Jamarcus Russell. He probably puts in a lot more effort than Jamarcus Russell. I haven't yeah, seen I would, any I would say so. I, haven't, I haven't seen any complaints about him not doing that. But this is almost like a Jamarcus Russell situation where Jamarcus Russell had all this spotlight, all this media attention, and he let it get to his head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just hope that doesn't happen with them.
0: Like the interview where they were like, and the greatest quarterbacks of all time, yeah. Brett Favre, and Pey- and he was like, Peyton, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. He was like, Peyton Manning, oh yeah, and Jamarcus Russell. Like, yeah, yes. I mean, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but yeah, it does kind of draw for concern, you know, for me, just just simply because like, um, look, I think Tua will be, I think Tua has the potential to be really good in the NFL. I think his mobility, I think the way he throws the football, um, he remind he truly does remind me of a Russell Wilson esque player, mm-hmm. like more than um, more than Kyler Murray, more than Baker Mayfield. Just the way he plays football reminds me of Russell Wilson. But I, again, like Russell Wilson wouldn't do something. I, I don't know. I just I don't like the optics of like having this big decision, this big grand program for it. Like, if you're doing a five minute interview and you're just talking about like, yeah, you know, rehab's been really hard and this and this and. You know, I feel like, yeah, it's just like a little five-minute interview. Then that's cool. I don't have an issue with that at all. But if it's an hour program and you're doing all this crap and you're t- – look that, like that, to me, that's always been one of the biggest slights on LeBron's career and one of the big, like, uh, bumps in his career is that whole decision. I thought that was really not a good look. Um, yeah, okay, it this turned will... a lot of people
1: against him. Yeah, for Honestly, sure. I, nobody would care if he would, if he was like, oh, I'm going to go to Miami. Like just Nobody would care that much
0: Yeah but it was the whole It was the decision It What's was this? the Not three Not four Not five It was that kind of stuff right It was the whole media The whole He like get to his head Yeah uh, and, and, I, and hopefully
1: we, we still have debates about If it still does uh, me, and, me and you do
0: Yeah but hopefully It doesn't allow Yeah, Hopefully this isn't One of those things for Tua Like I said Hopefully it's just a five minute Hey I'm going to the pros You shouldn't you know, be doing this In the
1: first place though
0: yeah, but, I mean, look, if it's a five-minute interview and they're just interviewing because, look, he's been through injury and he's been through all this stuff, that's fine. And then he's just – and he says, like, yeah, I'm going to be going pro. Okay, I just don't want it to be an hour program, hour-long program because I just don't think that's – that. Yeah. I don't think that's good for him. I don't think it's good for the team drafting him. Um, I just think it ha- provides bad optics.
1: I think so. that's true. Too So much, I think
0: it's just almost too much attention.
1: Yeah, I think it is too. So, we'll, we're finally getting into the predictions. I'm 36 minutes into it. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, so the first game of the wild card weekend And of the 2020 new decade Or the 2020s
0: Mm.
1: It's going to be the Bills at the Texans Uh, It's going to be Saturday on ESPN at 435 This is going to be a good game There's a lot of good games Mm -hmm. that could possibly happen in these playoffs I think there's probably one game that could be a blowout Mm. We're, We're going to get to that one What game is this? This is Buffalo at Houston. Okay. Uh, it's weird because usually they have AFC, NFC on one day and then AFC, NFC. There's yeah. AFC, AFC, and then NFC, <laughs> NFC. Yeah, it's this a little different. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, this one's been hard with me. We're going to predict the team that we're going to do uh, the score or something like we did last year. Yep. And I don't – this one's hard for me. I – because I like the Bills – I like what they do defensively. uh, Texans in their history, uh, and that being the top three scoring team in the playoffs, or scoring Mm. defense in the playoffs. Mm. Bills are that this year. Uh, I think they got a great defense that matches up well against the Texan offense. Yes, I do too. Uh, The Texan defense, I don't think, matches up particularly well with Buffalo. But it's the question: Who do you want in a close game? Because it's going to be a close game. Who do you want in the close game? Do you want Josh Allen, or do you want Deshaun Watson? Uh, I'm going to go with Houston with okay. this one. I'm going to pick Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just don't. No, I just don't know if I see the Bills. Josh Allen. I think I can see them having a. This is going to be my prediction too. Like a 24, 21 at 17 where Sean Austin goes down and scores a touchdown puts them up with a minute left mm. and then Josh Allen is forced to go down and try to score a touchdown and he throws the pick. I see that happening and that's why uh I hey, Houston win this game.
0: Okay. Um I'm going to go with the I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. For a couple reasons. One because I do think their defense is absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. I think defense wins championships. I think – I do think the Texans and what they do on offense relies around Deshaun Watson making way too many crazy plays, in my opinion, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins making a lot of plays. Now, they did run the ball fairly well this year. Um, uh, what's his name? What's the running back?
1: Who?
0: Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde did have a – thousand. Yeah. he had 1,000 yards rushing this year, so he was pretty effective for – I couldn't remember his name. Uh, he was pretty effective for him this year. I thought that was interesting. Um, oh, a uh, little breaking news, I guess. Um, uh, Robert uh, Salah so is interviewing for the Browns head coaching job, which is this weekend, And Chris Richard is interviewing for the Giants head coaching uh, position.
1: So, yeah. Oh, well, that, that's going to. That's pretty interesting. That's not going to bode well for Dallas fans because Dallas fans I've talked to, I know some of them, they really like Chris Rashard Yeah, a lot of guys. To, to, to be their next head coach, and.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah, so That would yeah. be interesting. All right, but yeah, yeah, going back to the... I thought that was cool, but going back to the predictions. Um, I'll say this. The, the matchup I'm most curious to watch is Tredavious White versus DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, that's
1: going to be something. I, eight- I don't think it'll necessarily be that, though. I mm-hmm. think it's going to... uh, do the other corner's name is. It's going to be him, and it's going to be a safety over top of him. They're going to do a New England situation. I, mean,
0: I don't even think they will. I think they will. Because in and 84 targets this season, that Tre'Davious White has been like he's been targeted 84 times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's allowed zero touchdowns the entire season. 84 times he's been thrown to zero touchdowns. I think DeAndre Hopkins will get a nice couple catches. I'm sure he's a great receiver, one of the best in the league, top five easily. But I think Tre'Davious White is a true shutdown corner in every sense of the word. I don't think people give him enough credit. I think he is a Stephon Gilmore esque player. I mean, they had they had Stephon Gilmore, the Bills did, and they traded him to the uh, to the Patriots. Um, They traded him, right? Yes. Traded him to the like. I don't know why you traded him, but I know he traded. Could you Uh, imagine Stephon Gilmore and Tre'Davious White together? Yeah, that'd be disgusting. But um, I I think Tre'Davious White is going to have a great game. Where it comes down to is, can Will Fuller, can Kenny Stills? Can Carlos Hyde, can those guys step up? Uh, Duke Johnson, I'm not really going to talk about because I don't think he's really done too much this year. He's been okay. But can those three guys step up for that offense? I know Deshaun Watson's going to make some plays. He's going to have some scrambles. He's going to do some things. But can Will Fuller be effective enough? Can Kenny Stills be effective enough? Um, because I think Tredavious White is going to have a heck of a game. I mean, we've seen a guy in Pierre Desir for the Colts shut down DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it. I think Javius White is eons better than Pierre Dezeer, Yeah. I think he can shut down DeAndre Hopkins. I think DeAndre Hopkins will only have maybe two to three catches, maybe like 30 to 50 yards, not be effective really at all. Um, and I think the Bills know what they want to do on offense. To me, that is key in the playoffs. You have an identity. You know what you want to do. They run the football. They don't try to get too fancy. They do play action. They allow Josh Allen to make some plays just being a freak like he is. Uh, and that's what they do. They stay within those guidelines. They don't do anything crazy. And they beat you physically up front. Um, and I predict this game will be – it's going to be close. It's going to be a Bills type of game like it's been all season. I think it will be 20-17. to 20-17? Yep.
1: All right. uh it's I uh, So I was looking at their schedules. Uh, Titans are two and three against playoff opponents this year, or two and four if you want to put in that Week Seventeen loss to the, the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bills are was it zero and four against? Uh, or yeah, one and four against playoff opponents. The only one came against the Marcus Mariota led Titans team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, it that, is concerning. That's, that's, that's my thing. Sure. That's yeah. my
1: thing. It's I don't know if they can win the big game. I got you. That's yeah. my thing about them. So we'll move to Tennessee at New England. Eight what was it eight fifteen? Eight fifteen on CBS Saturday night. Uh, uh, it's gonna be a good game. Yeah, this is was was today, Friday. What is it's it's it? Thursday. <laughs> Jeez, <Today's> like, Thursday. We faced Thursday. Yeah, when, you, when New Year's runs into. New Year's Eve, it's, it, you get the days mixed up. Yeah, so we're two days away from this. Uh, gosh. This one's the hardest game to pick here, but... I want to go with my gut instead of my mind here. Because I feel like you usually do good when you go with your gut. I'm going to go with the, Tex- or Tex- the Titans. Okay. bro. Uh, just because I don't... Uh, usually when New England plays former players... And situations they don't perform well Because people know their schemes Uh, Last year they beat them with Marcus Mariota By like 30 Uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill is According to everything He's the most elite passer in the NFL this season Number one rating Number one yards per attempt And number one yards per catch or something Or yards per completion uh, yeah, I mean, he's been... I mean, seen what Ryan, I don't think
0: people are giving him enough credit for how good he's been this year.
1: And we've seen what Ryan Fitz... And if you're talking about a player, or a, if you want a player coming from a team, you want them coming from the Dolphins to be your quarterback. And especially somebody that is, can perform like Ryan Tannehill has done this year. He knows how to beat New England. He's done it before. He's beaten them... I don't know if he's beaten them in New England. I gotta do some more research on that. But he... Uh... But he has played, like, an elite quarterback this year. Uh, and we've seen what the uh, Patriots defense has really done against, uh, especially last week against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. They didn't perform well uh, with a good receiving core that can get open. Preston Williams, a lot of people don't know about him, it was my uh, one of my favorite players coming out of uh, preseason. got injured. uh Early in the season Didn't well, I don't think he Was able to play Against New England The first time mm. Played against them Week 17 uh, You have Devontae Parker in that team You have Mike You Got a lot of good Receivers on that team mm. That They can't they, they got They're forced to play Man to man And if you throw away From Stefan Gilmore I don't know If J.C. Jackson I don't know If McCourty The McCourties Can win you those games I think Stefan Gilmore can uh, I, That's why he's going to Be defense player of the year yeah. But I just don't see the other people making the plays you need to to win the games, unless it's just a mm-hmm. high ball thrown over the middle, just a bad decision by Tannehill. Uh, and also, uh, yes, they're top ten in pressures and sacks, but I think that was due to the weaker schedule. We've seen them play against better offensive lines in the league, uh, and t- and Titans have a talented offensive line. Yes, they haven't performed well this season, mm-hmm. and I think that's due to them used to be being mar- – Used to having Marcus Mayota in the backfield with them, mm-hmm. uh, being able to scramble, being able to make plays. Ryan Tannehill is more of a pocket passer, mm-hmm. and I think they're getting used to it. Uh, and Titans have a talented offensive line: Jack Coughlin, Uh Taylor the one, uh I think one of the better tackle duels in the league.
0: Ben Jones, right, center.
1: Yeah, it, they got they got talent on this. Offensive line that I think will shut down this New England Mm -hmm. front seven and New England 4.2 yards per carry this season. It's this middle of the league or middle of the pack, but Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. He's going to run all over you if you give him four, if your defensive gives up four yards of carry. Mm -hmm. So that's why I got the Titans in this one. I got them 31 28. I'm going to say a last second field though.
0: Okay. Okay, well. So, that's more scoring than I think. So, again, like you said, um, I think, you know, when you get in those situations, you you want to think, like, what is my gut saying? What is my brain saying? My brain is saying Titans. Mm -hmm. Go to the Titans. Look, Patriots aren't playing well. Patriots have not looked the same this year. Um, (laughs) The Titans right now i think match up really well to the patriots but my gut is telling me to stick with new england Mm -hmm. they've been here every time i doubt the patriots they go to the super bowl they get it done they do what any that everybody doubts them they they continue to defy people and, and what people think how long a dynasty should last and how good they should be and they shouldn't beat this team they shouldn't do this and they're not this good and tom brady's not this and there's so many things that are motivating the Patriots. I think this Patriots team, this Tom Brady-led team, this Belichick-led team, I think this could be the most motivated Patriots um, going into the playoffs. Now, it does cause concern. Look, they didn't play well against the Dolphins. They didn't look good. Um, but I think when you get into these situations, you get into these big games, Tannehill didn't play in the playoff game when he was with the Dolphins. He was hurt. They had Matt Moore playing. So he hasn't had playoff experience yet how is he going to react? The hmm. Patriots defense is outstanding. And I know, yes, they early in the season, it was a lot of things were inflated because they played some awful teams. But even against good teams and good players that have good coaches, they have played extremely well. They're the best defense in the league, hands down. I mean, just what they do. Now their pass rush does cause some concern for me. I don't think they're the greatest pass rush in the world. Uh, but secondary-wise, just the way they do things schematically, I think um, – They're a a special type of unit. Mm -hmm. I think this game is going to be close. I think Tom Brady is going to be able to make enough plays on offense. I think Josh McDaniels um, is going to be able to scheme up some things. I think, look, I think Mike Vrabel is going to have a game plan. He knows what they like to do. He knows exactly what the Patriots want to do. He knows Belichick. He played for him. He was a huge part of why they were a dynasty in the first place. He was a great player for that Patriots uh, organization for a long time. But I just don't feel like right now is the Titans' year to make a run, to make a to make an upset. Yeah. I think that I look. I think the Titans, if they keep Tannehill and they continue the structure and they continue to build upon it, the Titans can be a really dangerous team in the in the coming years uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. But right now, look, they have they've had a nice run. It's just like the Colts to me. The Colts had a nice run last year. They got hot. They looked really good. They lost. Yes, they beat the Texans, who I didn't think the Texans didn't play well towards the end of the season last year and they lost to a really good Chiefs team. Titans have had a great run. They've looked really good. They beat some teams they shouldn't have beat. They got into the playoffs. I think the I think the the really nice feel good story of the season this year for the Tennessee Titans is going to end on Saturday. I think the score will be 24 Patriots, Tennessee 20.
1: All right, cool. So we'll move to Minnesota at New Orleans, and at I think this is going to be the first one going we have the same here. Yeah, uh, both got New Orleans. I don't mm-hmm. got much to say on this, except the New Orleans is the highest team in the NFL in the, at the moment, except yeah. for except for Baltimore. Yeah, and I just don't see Minnesota doing much here. We've seen Kirk Cousins in big situations; he just just doesn't perform well. Mm. Uh, I'm just not gonna. I'm not going against the second highest team in the league, and they're pretty hot right now at home. New Orleans, or Drew Brees is historically good at home in the playoffs. I'm going to go New Orleans, 31-17. to 17. I think maybe a pick-six by Cousins in the final moments. It being a closer game, I can see on Minnesota being up like 17-0. Uh, we've seen New Orleans. I got into it last week. The Strops, they've been starting off still in the playoffs these last couple of years, like in their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Minneapolis Miracle, the... Uh, Philadelphia game and then the NFC championship, they start off slow. Mm. Uh, I got New Orleans. I can see them scoring 31 straight or something like that okay. and win the game like this. So I got New Orleans. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think early on in the game, especially in the first half, this will be a close game. But yeah, I agree. I think the Saints are going to win this game. I just think that, like you said, they're the hottest team in the NFL right now. The way they're playing, they're at home. They're historically great at home um, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Uh, on the road is a different story, and we'll see what happens if it gets to that point. But I, I see that I'm not impressed with the Vikings right now.
1: I'm not, either. I thought
0: that look, middle of the season, I was like, Vikings look like a Super Bowl team. Last few games of the year, they did not convince me to even feel good about them being a six seed. I think this might be a blowout. I, I see it being 34 um, 13. Mm hmm. I think the Saints have a really good. I think that Saints have a really underrated defense. They ha, they play really hard. They're physical. They're nasty up front. Yeah. I think they take away what the Vikings want to do, which is run the football. Yeah. They're going to force Kirk Cousins to win the game to to play well, and I just don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, no need. Uh, this game is the first Sunday game. It's at 1:05 on Fox. They hear Joe Buck and Troy again. So that's fun. That's always fun.
0: <laughs> so we'll. Oh yeah, they were the they did the last game too.
1: Yeah, uh, four. All right, so the next Sunday game, the last game of the wild card weekend, four forty, on NBC, Seattle at Philadelphia. Uh, I got Philadelphia in this one. Okay. Uh, I just don't th- I don't like the way Seattle's been playing, and uh, yeah, I got Philadelphia. Uh, I got Philadelphia seventeen to fourteen. Okay. I think it's gonna be a low-scoring game, and uh, I see one thing being the key factor is they're on a, like a slump, and I don't know what's going to fix it. They've had a lot of injuries here lately. Like mm. Seattle has, and yeah. so has Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia has had it's more cute. time to help out with those injuries and kind of form their team around those injuries. Whereas Seattle's, they've come up in the last couple of weeks. And they haven't got the game plan enough with those injuries, mm-hmm. whereas whereas uh, Philadelphia has. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm picking Philadelphia. Okay. And Philadelphia has usually performed well in the playoffs these last couple of years. And this Carson wins his first playoff start. It's crazy. They've been to the playoffs three straight years. He's been the quarterback for four. And this is his first playoff start. Yeah. We'll see how he plays. I think he's gonna play good enough. Yeah. And it's in Philly. So no. that that's a big factor for me as well.
0: Okay. Um Yeah, that that that's what scares me. Look, I I think Carson Wentz has played outstanding this season. Given the tools that he has had, I, I feel like being at home gives the Eagles a really good advantage as far as keeping this game close. But some of the injuries that they've had lately I think leans them to losing this first round game i i like the seahawks in this one mm-hmm. uh, brandon brooks being out is a huge loss in my opinion uh, bro pro football focus has him rated as the number one guard in the league i absolutely think he's at least a top four guard in the league i mean you have marshall yonda <clears throat> quentin nelson zach martin in that conversation I mean, he's right up there with those guys mm-hmm. he's great um he's an important piece to them Miles Sanders potentially being dinged up, hurt, or maybe not playing. I'm sure he'll give it a go, mm-hmm. but if he's not 100% and he's been a solid player this year for him, that concerns me as well. Again, receivers, they don't really have anybody for him to trust, to go to yeah. when it matters. If, is Zach Ertz going to play? Is is he going to be 100%? I don't think he's going to be 100%. you know, With the fracture, what, was he broke a rib? Um, yeah. So I, that that scares me. Godare is a nice weapon. But Zach Ertz is his guy. That's that's who he loves to throw to. Um, and I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be able to overcome all the injuries and the lack of talent that is around him against a really good, really well-coached Seahawks team. And, yes, I agree. I think the Seahawks were really disappointing the last two games of the season, losing to the Cardinals, losing to the uh, 49ers, which they're a great team, but losing to them um, at, the, you know, at the end of the season when they could have put themselves um, – and then what? they would have had the, what, three seed? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they would have given themselves a home game in the wild card weekend. But I feel like the Seahawks are just a better team right now. They're a little bit healthier. Still not quite as healthy as you would want them to be, but they're definitely healthier than the Eagles. I think Clowney being back, maybe he'll be a little bit uh healthier than he was last week against the 49ers. Him coming and making an impact. Um Russell Wilson just doing what he does, and, and maybe Marshawn Lynch, Robert Turbin, um, Travis Homer, those guys will be able to give them a boost in the run game and, and just establish themselves a little bit more, be a little bit more comfortable within the offense, and uh, I'm really interested to see this game, because I, I think this game has the potential to be maybe either the most boring game, just because, like, both teams just aren't that good. I think the New Orleans the,
1: game has the most potential doing
0: that. I mean, that's, that's true, that's yeah. a fair point. Uh I just think because the injuries and the lack of talent, it could be like a. It's, it's just I just fucking watch. It's, if it's
1: a close game, I'm um, gonna watch it. I yeah. watch I watch the uh, MAC games because they're usually close and they're yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or it, Sun Belt. Fun I about mean, Sun Sunbelt is what they call it.
0: I mean, you, you know, every, it's, yeah. during the playoffs, we always sit down and watch those games, the full games, um, both, you know, on both days. Oh well, yeah, we get a chance to so, watch every game though. Yeah, yeah, it's which is fun. Yeah, um, but I had the Seahawks win in. 20 to 13,
1: 20 to 13. Yeah. Uh, just not nah, like a late touchdown by Wilson. Yeah. I think it's going to be,
0: I, th- I do think it's going to be close and I'm not going to be shocked if the Eagles win. I think the Eagles have a good chance. Um, but yeah, I think a late touchdown by Russell Wilson or a last stitched effort by the Eagles that just doesn't pan out, um, happens. But yeah, I, I, I see the Seahawks winning this
1: one. Yeah. So I guess that wraps it up.
0: Alrighty. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, even though, you know, I know we went pretty long on the news and whatnot. Um, and sticking through that and getting uh, getting to the predictions uh we appreciate you guys we hope you guys had a great new year's we hope you guys uh you know accomplish everything you want this year um and we're looking forward to having a great year with this podcast and, and growing yeah. it and doing some different things and um yeah we appreciate you guys i uh, hope you guys have a great weekend watching football a yep. uh, great weekend in general why where can they find you
1: uh, underscore sparky underscore
0: four and you can find me at varsity ginger 55 and that's on instagram and twitter and uh, until yeah. our next uh, podcast, y'all, which, which should be our top ten we'll see, yeah. uh, games of the decade between Friday and Sunday. Is, between Friday and Sunday, yep. yeah. Um, well, we'll
1: see when we can get that up, but yeah,
0: um, during those days. But that'll be a fun podcast to do, just to reminisce and talk about some games mm-hmm. and uh, see which ones we think are better. And maybe I'm I'm sure we're gonna have some different games in there. There's quite a few games that we can yeah. pick from. So uh, until then, y'all, peace. See ya.